Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. This morning we're continuing on a prophecy. And yesterday we studied the statue, not the statue, but the animals, the beasts that represented the same nations that the statue represented. And now we're moving to Revelation. And we know that Revelation and Daniel work together. So the first four nations that happened in the beasts and in the statue will happen again in the first four of the seven trumpets. Then the last three of the seven trumpets, perhaps we will find out who they are. But we're studying the seven trumpets from Revelation this morning. Let's start with prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for prophecy to help us know where we are in the stream of time. I pray for those who are here with me this morning that your spirit would help them to understand if there's something that I confuse or muddy the waters over. Thank you, Lord. In your name I pray. Amen. So, you know, Christ lived and died, and the Christian religion was proclaimed to the world all within the confines of the Roman Empire, which was the fourth nation in the statue, the fourth beast, which was the great and terrible beast, beast of Daniel and Revelation. Therefore, it is only reasonable to expect that the downfall of Rome, downfall of Rome, which is so closely connected with the history of Christ's church, should be a subject of prophecy. The first four trumpets deal with the breaking up of Western Rome. Okay, so maybe I didn't really see that right. Let's uh, don't take any of my words about this seven trumpets. Let's see what we're going to learn together. I'll learn too. The first four trumpets, it says, deal with the breaking up of Western Rome. The last three with the overthrow of Eastern Rome. Okay. Oh, wow. So it's all about Rome. The seven trumpets are all about Western Rome and Eastern Rome. That's very interesting. I look forward to this. This is um, a study done by Stephen Haskell, like 1919 or earlier than that even. It was um, way back when he still had the strong understanding of the whole Advent movement and what they believed and taught. So let's turn to, to Numbers chapter 10, verse 9. And if you go to war in your land against the enemy that oppresses you, then you shall blow an alarm with the trumpet. You shall be remembered before the Lord your God, and you shall be saved from your enemies. The trumpet was an ancient summons to war. Revelation 8, verse 2. And I saw the seven angels which stood before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. Seven angels are given charge of this prophecy. Revelation 8, 6, and 7, and the Bible says, And the seven angels which had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound. The first angel sounded, and there followed hail and fire mingled with blood, and they were cast upon the earth, and the third part of trees was burned up, and all green grass was burned up. Hordes of barbarians of northern Asia, on account of trouble with China, turned westward, and they poured into the Roman territory. The Goths, under Alaric, and two other organized bodies of barbarians, led the raids. In A.D. 410, Alaric sacked Rome, about 407 A.D. Seven barbarian nations had taken their places as follows. The Franks, as northern France, the Vandals were Spain, later North Africa. The Visigoths were South France and Spain. The Burgundians were Switzerland and part of France. And Germany, the Suevi, was Portugal 
and northwest Spain. The Ostrogoths were Italy. The Huns were southwest Russia. And Gibbon's Rome book on Rome in chapters 30 and 31 uh, gives this explanation. So let's turn to Revelation 8, verse 8. And the second angel sounded, and as it were, a great mountain burning with fire was cast into the sea, and the third part of the sea became blood. From 429 to 468 AD, Genseric, leading the Vandals of North Africa, made repeated attacks on the Roman Empire, destroying large fleets of vessels. So terrible was this warfare that vandalism is still a synonym for ruthless destruction. You can find that in Gibbon's book on Rome, chapters 33 and 37. Let's turn to Revelation 8, verses 10 and 11. And the third angel sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven, burning as it were a lamp. And it fell upon the third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of waters. And the name of the star is called Wormwood, and the third part of the waters became Wormwood, and many men died of the waters because they were made bitter. So the Huns, led by Attila, made a fierce attack in the regions of the Alps. Chalons was greatest battle. Attila's raids from 451 to 453 AD were finished 15 years before Genseric ceased to harass Rome from the south. After Attila's war, the Heruli settled in Italy, the Lombards in the north of Italy, and the last of the ten divisions, the Anglo-Saxons, in England, about 471 AD. This can be found in Gibbon's, Gibbon's book on Rome, chapter 35. Let's read Revelation chapter 8, verse 12. And the fourth angel sounded, and the third part of the sun was smitten, and the third part of the moon, and the third part of the stars, so as the third part of them was darkened, and the day shone not for a third part of it, and the night likewise. Sun, moon, and stars ruled the day and night. Emperors, consuls, and senators ruled Rome. In 476 AD, the title of emperor ceased at 541 AD. The consulship ended 552 AD. Under Narsus, the Senate was set aside, and that's found in Gibbons, Rome, chapter 36, 40, and 43, which is saying that these rulers, the sun, moon, and stars, are considered rulers, and they were darkened a third part of the time. And so this is showing that in, in history, the Senate was set aside, the emperor ceased, and the consuls and senators, title of uh, ceased, the consulship ceased. The Senate was set aside, all that. So they were considered the sun, moon, and stars, or the rulers. Revelation 8, verse 13. Sometimes it's hard to put these together. But uh, it all comes together in the end and makes sense. Rome chapter 13. Okay. Revelation 8, 13. Sorry. And I beheld, and I heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe! Woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth by reason of the other voices of the trumpet of the three angels which are yet to sound. And you remember the last three angels were the destruction of the of Eastern Rome. I think it was Eastern Rome, wasn't it? Let's go look up there and see. Um, the Roman Empire. Yeah, the last three was the overthrow of Eastern Rome. And the last three trumpets are woe trumpets. 
Revelation 9, 1 to 11. And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth, and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke out of the pit as the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth, and unto them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power. And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. And to them it was given that they should not kill them, but that they should be tormented five months. And their torment was as the torment of a scorpion when he strikes a man. And in those days shall men seek death and shall not find it, and shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. The shapes of the locusts were like unto horses, prepared unto battle, and on their heads were as it were crowns like gold, and their faces were as the faces of men, and they had hair as the hair of women, and their teeth were as the teeth of lions, and they had breastplates as it were breastplates of iron. The sound of their wings was the sound of chariots of many horses running to battle. And they had tails like unto scorpions, and there were stings in their tails, and their power was to hurt men five months. And they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, but in the Greek tongue hath his name Apollyon. So the rise of the Mohammedan religion, the last three trumpets were woes, right? And this is a woe, was the rise of the Mohammedan religion. So for about 600 years, the Arabs were like locusts without a king. Near the close of the 13th century, Othman founded a government on July 27, 1299, he entered Nicomedia, the first attack of the Ottoman government on eastern Rome. That can be found in Gibbon's book on Rome. They were to hurt men for five months or 150 years. So July 27, 1299 plus 150 years equals July 27, 1449. And apparently that happened. Revelation 9, 12 to 21 one woe is past, and behold, there come two wars more, woes more hereafter. And the sixth angel sounded, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God, saying to the sixth angel, which had the trumpet, Loose the four angels, which are bound in the great river Euphrates. And the four angels were loosed, which were prepared for an hour, and a day, and a month, and a year, for to slay the third part of men. Hmm. I'm just readjusting my screen. Bear with me one second. Okay. And the number of the army of the horsemen were 200,000, 200 million. And I heard the number of them. And thus, I saw the horses in the vision, and them that sat on them, having breastplates of fire, of jacinth, and brimstone. And the heads of the horses were as the heads of lions. Out of their mouths issued fire and smoke and brimstone. By these three was the third part of men killed by the fire and by the smoke and by their brimstone which issued out of their mouths. For their power is in their mouth and in their tails. For their tails were like unto serpents and had heads, and with them they do hurt. And the rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues yet repented not of the works of their hands that they should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver, and brass and stone and wood, which neither can see nor hear nor walk. Neither repented they of their murderers nor of their sorceries nor of their fornication, nor of their thefts. The four sultanies of Aleppo, Iconium, Damascus, and Badgered, were the central strength of the Ottoman Empire. 
1449, John Palaiologus, Palaiologus, I think, the Greek emperor died. His brother Diakosus would not take the throne without the consent of Amorus, the Turkish sultan. Thus the power of the Turkish empire was loosed. It was loosed for a day, a month, and a year, or for 391 years and 15 days, just as the prophecy said. They were to have full power July 27, 1449, plus 391 years, 15 days. That equals August 11, 1840. And that's what happened. Great controversy, page 334. There might be something interesting that we can learn about that. Let's read a little bit of it. Um, okay, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to find a paragraph to start. So, on the day following its appearance, what appearance? Mm. Oh. Okay, so that was the falling stars. Okay. Um, Henry Dana Ward wrote this, the wonderful phenomenon. No philosopher or scholar has told or recorded an event, I suppose, like that of yesterday morning. A prophet 1,800 years ago foretold it exactly. If we will be at the trouble of understanding stars falling to mean falling stars, in the only sense in which it is possible to be literally true, thus was displayed the last of these signs of his coming, concerning which Jesus bade his disciples, when you shall see all these things, I think we're starting reading a little bit too soon, but I might as well finish it. No, let's uh, skip forward. Okay, this is the paragraph where we're supposed to start. In the year 1840, 1840, there it is. See, um, the, the prophecy said the Turkish Empire would be loose 391 years, 15 days, and that would come to an end August 11, 1840. So in the year 1840, another remarkable fulfillment of prophecy excited widespread interest. Two years before, Josiah Litch, one of the leading ministers preaching the Second Advent, published an exposition of Revelation 9 predicting the fall of the Ottoman Empire and specifying not only the year but the very day on which this would take place. According to this exposition, which was purely a matter of calculation on the prophetic periods of Scripture, the Turkish government would surrender its independence on the 11th day of August, 1840. The prediction was widely published and thousands watched the course of events with eager interest. At the very time specified, Turkey, through her ambassadors, accepted the protection of the Allied powers of Europe and placed herself under the control of Christian nations. This event exactly fulfilled the prediction. When it became known, multitudes were convinced of the correctness of the principles of prophetic interpretation adopted by Miller and his associates, and a wonderful impetus was given to the Advent movement. Men of learning and position united with Miller, both in preaching and publishing his views, from 1840 to 1844, the work rapidly extended. Okay, so that was the, the Ottoman Empire. This is part of the Seven Trumpets. This one would have been like the uh, fifth one, I think, or the sixth one, I think. Let's see. Revelation 9, 13 to 21. And the sixth angel sounded. Yeah, that would have been the fifth one. The sixth angel sounded, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God. I'm just going to adjust my screen a little here. Um, saying to the sixth angel, which had the trumpet, Loose 
the four angels which are bound in the great river Euphrates. And the four angels were loosed, which were prepared for an hour and a day. Oh, I already read that. Yeah, sorry. To save Turkey from being overthrown by Egypt. Turkey accepted the intervention of England, Russia, Austria, and Prussia. An ultimatum was drawn up by the great powers, which pledged themselves to coerce Egypt. If Egypt refused to accept the terms, as long as the sultan held the ultimatum, he still maintained his independence. But as soon as the document was in the hands of Muhammad Ali, 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 it was beyond the sultan's power to control the situation. The document was put into the power of Muhammad Ali and deposed of, according to his orders, August 11, 1840. Since then, Turkey has been the sick man of the East. Okay, so that's just explaining that the fall of the Ottoman Empire and how kind of how it happened. We know that Turkey is the king of the north. Uh, I'll quickly explain that. When uh, Alexander the Great died, his four generals were the four horns that came up uh, when the, his horn was broken. And one of them was the king of the north, the south, the east, and the west. And the king of the east, I think, was uh, Macedonia. And Rome was the horn that came out of Macedonia. So Rome is not the king of the north. The king of the north was Turkey. And um, Turkey has a position on the ocean that whoever it has been said historically... Whoever controls that area controls the world because of shipping and uh, etc. And the, everyone has wanted it. And so the reason that people have defended Turkey is because, like say, Austria does not want Russia to control that area. So if Russia goes against Turkey, then other people defend Turkey against Russia or, and so forth. But, um, you know, in Daniel 11, it says that no man will save him. He will come to his end and no man will save him. So a time is coming where Turkey is just, no one's going to protect him anymore. And when Turkey falls, the king of the north and Michael stands up and the time of trouble starts. So we're getting very close to that time, but uh, back to Revelation here. Revelation 11, verse 14. The second woe is past, and behold, the third woe cometh quickly. The third woe is the, also the seventh trumpet. And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven, saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. And the four and twenty elders which sat before God on their seats. Oh, I was supposed to stop at fourteen. The third woe did not immediately follow the second, but came quickly. Where did we read that? Um, oh yeah, the second woe was passed, and behold, the third cometh quickly. All right. It did not immediately follow, but came quickly. Revelation ten seven. So um, what we're reading here in Revelation kind of goes along with Daniel. Because uh, Turkey, is talking about Turkey here, which was the uh, second woe in the fall of the Ottoman Empire. And the king of the north. And the finishing of the work was the seventh trumpet. And when Turkey falls, Michael stands up in Daniel. So they kind of are on the same timeline, aren't they? Alright. Revelation 10, 7. But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of God should be finished, 
as he had declared to his servants the prophets. And 11.15 And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven, saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. Now in that statue that the king dreamed, that would be the stone that hit the feet of iron and clay mixed, which is what time of history we are in. And that's when the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ shall reign forever and ever, which is in Revelation 11, 15. So Daniel and Revelation go together. The finishing of the work or the third angel's message, which would be finished under the seventh trumpet, began in 1844 A.D. Let me see. And what was the one before? 10-7. 10-7. Yeah. The mystery of God should be finished. So we know that that's getting close to the end of the time of uh, the end of God's plan of salvation. Let me see here. The finishing of the work, or the third angel's message. The third angel's message is the finishing of the work. It is God's last message of mercy to a dying world. You can read that in Revelation 14, and after the angel's messages comes the mark of the beast and um, the wrath of God. Everything's over. And so the third angel's message is the finishing work. So for a full explanation of the woe trumpets, See the Prophetic Exposition, published 1842 by Josiah Litch. Also, an exposition of the Seven Trumpets in Review and Herald in 1875. So those are two resources you can use to find out more. Now, I'm sure that we're not done studying these subjects, but we're done for now. And we're going to begin studying the Seven Churches and where they fit in history along with these nations. Everything kind of follows along a certain timeline. And uh, we're going to summarize here real quickly for you. All right, let's see. Wow, seven trumpets. Uh, Christ lived and died. The Christian religion was proclaimed to the world, all within the confines of the Roman Empire. So it's only reasonable to expect that the downfall of Rome, so closely connected with the history of Christ's church, would be a subject of prophecy. The first four trumpets deal with the breaking up of Western Rome, the last three with the overthrow of Eastern Rome. So breaking up of Western Rome into ten regions, and then the overthrow of Eastern Rome. Eastern Rome being like the Ottoman Empire and such. So a trumpet is an ancient summons to war. The seven angels were given charge of this prophecy, and they were given seven trumpets. So the hordes of the barbarians in North Asia, on account of trouble with China, they went westward and poured into the Roman territory. The Goths under Alaric, the two other organized bodies of barbarians, led raids. Alaric sacked Rome, 407 AD. Seven barbarian nations took their place as follows. The Franks, the Vandals, the Visigoths, the Burgundians, the Suevi, the Ostrogoths, the Huns. You can read about that in Gibbon's book on Rome, chapter 30 and 31. The Genseric leading the Vandals of North Africa made repeated attacks on the Roman Empire destroying large fleets of vessels. They were so terrible that vandalism is a synonym for ruthless destruction. The Huns were led by Attila. They made fierce attacks in the regions of the Alps. Chalons was the greatest battle 
Attila's raids from 451 to 453 were finished 15 years before Genseric ceased to harass Rome from the south. Oh, okay, I'm not going to go there right now. After Attila's war, the Heruli settled in Italy, the Lombards, north of Italy. The last of the ten divisions, which you'll also see in the statue with ten toes. There were ten divisions of Rome, of Europe. The Anglo-Saxons in England, about 471 A.D. So you can read about this in Gibbon's book on Rome, chapter 35. Alrighty, the last three trumpets are woe trumpets. There is the rise of the Muhammadan religion. For about 600 years, the Arabs were like locusts without a king. The Arabs were the Muhammadans. Othman founded a government, July 27, 1299. He entered Nicomedia, the first attack of the Ottoman government on eastern Rome. They were to hurt men five months or 150 years. So from July 27, 1299 plus 150 years equals July 27, 1449. And to the day that when it... Uh, ended well the four sultanies of aleppo iconium damascus bajarid were the central strength of the ottoman empire in 1449 john Palaeologus, the emperor died his brother diakosis would not take the throne without consent of the turkish sultan thus the power of the turkish empire was loosed it was loosed for a day a month and a year or 391 years and 15 days they were to have full power July 27, 1449, plus 390 years and 15 days equals August 11, 1840, and it happened to the day. So, other countries, Egypt and Turkey, accepted intervention of England, Russia, Austria, and Prussia to save Turkey from being overthrown by Egypt. If Egypt refused to accept the terms, they were pledged to coerce Egypt. So, as soon as the document was in the hands of Muhammad Ali, it was beyond the Sultan's power to control the situation, and that happened August 11, 1840, to the day. Since then, Turkey has been the sick man of the East. So, the third woe did not immediately follow, but came quickly. The finishing of the work, or the third angel's message, which would be finished under the seventh trumpet, began in 1844. So, we are under the seventh trumpet right now. So if you want a full explanation of the woe trumpets, you can see Prophetic Exposition published 1842 by Josiah Litch. Also, an exposition of the seven trumpets in the Review and Herald 1875. Let's close with prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you for helping us to see where we are in the stream of time, the things that have happened and how they fulfill prophecy exactly. We can have trust in you that you know how to bring everything to a close exactly according to your will. We trust in you. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay. Thank you, brothers and sisters. God bless you today. Tomorrow morning, we're beginning the seven churches. We'll see you in the morning.